0: the apostles chapter nine let's read from a very familiar portion of scripture we already had one message so I guess I don't really need to say too much that preacher he was he was anointed (laughs) maybe we should just have the altar call amen because he said what was right didn't he and we could feel the presence of the Lord couldn't we amen God is good thank God for Deacon Reed amen he's been a faithful soldier in the army of the lord for many years amen and we want to touch a little bit on what he was saying at the end there but I'm in the book of Acts chapter 9 if you don't have a bible perhaps someone near you will allow you to look on with them we're going to read a little bit here good portion of this scripture but it'll be good for you to know the story it's good to know the story Beginning at verse 1, and Saul, we would come to know him later as the Apostle Paul. But here we are given his Hebrew name, Saul. Yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, That if he found any of this way, this is the same way that we are in. Whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he that is Saul, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise. And go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. His eyes were opened, but he couldn't see. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was Three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Sound like he was fasting. Three days, no food, no water. Is that Bible? Do you see it in your Bible? Well, if it's in the Bible, it's right. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints in Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him How great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house. And putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, have sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight And be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales. Like he had cataracts. And he received sight forthwith immediately. And arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples... Which were at Damascus. I want to use, use for a thought this afternoon, change sides. Change sides. This that we have read for our scripture text this morning is one of three versions of Paul's conversion story. We read about his testimony here in Acts chapter 9. We read about it again in Acts chapter 22, and we read about it again in Acts chapter 26. Now, this is significant. I'll return to stress this point later, but there are three times that his testimony is told here in the Acts of the Apostles. And his conversion to Jesus Christ, to following Jesus, uh, was remarkable, just remarkable. Uh, this man, Saul, who we have come to know as Paul, the apostle, apostle, had a great impact on the establishment of the church of Jesus Christ in the earth. Matter of fact, there probably isn't one other person who was more uh, worthy of note in the early church than Paul. Jesus Christ and Paul. Jesus Christ and Paul. There were others that contributed to the establishment of the church, but these two stand out. The establishmentarian, Jesus Christ, because the church is built on him. Amen. He is the chief cornerstone. Paul made that clear. But Paul was also a mighty tool in the hand of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Uh, He not only did bless the church in his time, but the Lord used him to bless the church throughout the ages. Because Paul was used by the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ in spirit form, to write most of the New Testament. Of the 26 books we have, 13 or 14 of those books were written by the Apostle Paul. Most of those were his letters to the churches. Letters to people that had already received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let the church say amen. Now, Paul was not raised in a so-called Christian home. He wasn't raised in a home that believed that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was indeed the Messiah. You've got to realize that in that day and time, people that believed that Jesus Christ was the long sought for, long awaited Messiah of the Jews, people that believed that he was that were considered heretics. Crazy people, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. But what we see here in this account in Acts chapter 9 is that Paul converted, did he not? Hallelujah. And and that conversion makes his story relevant to us today because he had to change sides. Hallelujah. When he was converted to Christianity. And according to the scriptures, everybody needs to change sides. Everybody needs to convert and become a true follower of Jesus Christ if they want to have eternal life. Amen. If you want eternal life, friend, you're going to have to change sides. Hallelujah. You know, once Paul was actually converted and the Lord filled him with his spirit, he gave him a charge. He said, go to the Gentiles. He said, open the eyes of these unbelievers and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in Jesus. So I am encouraging those of you who are not on the Lord's side today, according to the Scriptures. To change sides. So, what about this Saul of Tarsus? we introduced to him as Saul, a young Jewish rabbi who was very zealous in the Jews' religion. He was a very religious man. And there's a lot of folk out here today that would consider themselves religious, some very religious. Praise the Lord. He was in that category. He was on that side. The Bible says that he was taught by a great rabbi in that day and time whose name was Gamaliel. Uh, this was a man who was so wise that on one occasion, man when the, the Jewish rulers sought to destroy the apostles of Jesus Christ for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, his advice was leave them alone. Because if these men truly are of God, you can't stop them. You can't destroy them. You might kill their body, but you'll never stop the message or the power of God. Hallelujah. So leave them alone. Paul sat, as it were, at the feet of Gamaliel. And he was not a mediocre student. He wasn't somebody just taking up time in the classroom. The Bible says that he excelled above his peers. You'll find me in the book of Philippians. And, uh, amen, he excelled in the teachings regarding the law that God gave to Moses and in the traditions of his Jewish fathers. He belonged to the most strictest of sects in the Jewish religion. There were the Sadducees, the Herodians, and the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were the strictest, and Paul was raised a Pharisee. And regarding the keeping of the commandments and the righteousness which comes through the law, the Bible says he was blameless. Ah, But here's an important point you don't want to forget, something you want to hold on to, and that is this. What we see here is that Paul shared his testimony. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. Uh, he uh, was falsely accused of uh, spreading uh, false teaching at one time. Uh, but even in that situation, he shared his testimony. He was brought before King Agrippa. Uh, as an outgrowth of this, but even then he shared his testimony. And and this is what I want you to understand. This is what I want you to get, saints. Amen. This is important. It's important to share your testimony. Hallelujah. You have to be a witness, a true witness of Jesus Christ. Not, Not know him through someone else or something you heard about Jesus, but you need to know him for yourself. And when you know him for yourself, amen, then, uh, amen, it should be far from us to keep our mouths shut. People are not always going to be won by your articulate uh, theological explanations because if they don't know anything about the Bible or anything about God, it doesn't mean a whole lot to them. But you can speak boldly about what the Lord has done for you. You can speak boldly about your experience with God. You can speak under the influence of the Holy Ghost about your conversion, about your salvation experience. And so each of us should make up our mind, amen, to share our testimony, amen. And it doesn't make a difference, as I was saying earlier, who you get a chance to tell it, Two, amen, whether they be small or great or somewhere in between, everybody needs to know that, amen, eternal life is in Jesus Christ and him alone. And everybody needs to know that you have eternal life. You have the power of eternal life, amen, praise God, or an endless life because Jesus gave it to you. You need to tell him what he did and how he did it, praise the Lord. You need to let him know that one day you were on the wrong side. Let them know that you are a sinner. For the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. And if you're glad about being saved, then you ought to have the boldness to let everybody know. I remember, amen, when Deacon and Mother Harvey were alive, amen, they were celebrating their 75th wedding anniversary. I didn't say their 75th birthday. I said their 75th wedding anniversary. And because they had been married so long down in Washington, D.C., they had the privilege of being invited to the White House and sitting next to uh, the then sitting president, President Obama and his wife. But Mother Harvey didn't sit there, praise God, amen, amen, just trying to be dainty and sweet with her little pinky up, amen, to act like she was somebody, amen. She went in there and let Obama know her testimony, And she needed to let him know her testimony. That's one of the reasons why the Lord allowed her to come into the world and to live that long and to have that experience of being married 75 years because President Obama needs to know that Jesus Christ saves and Jesus Christ delivers and Jesus Christ keeps. Hallelujah. And there is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord do not make a difference what post a man held, what position he held, how he might be esteemed in the country or in the world. Amen. There's one truth. That's Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Everybody needs to hear this message. Whether they agree with it or not, whether they like it or not, it is the truth. Jesus said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Let the church say amen. Amen. And so she sees the opportunity to share her testimony and all of us, we need to make up our minds as of this moment, right now, praise God. Don't tell somebody else's testimony, but every chance you get, share your testimony because nobody can tell how the Lord delivered you like you can tell it. You might not consider yourself the most articulate person in the world. Amen. But Moses didn't consider himself the most articulate. But when when he complained that he wasn't the most articulate, God said, who made your mouth? Praise the Lord. Amen. And the same goes for you and I who made your mouth. Praise God. Hallelujah. If the Lord made your mouth then let him use your mouth. How many of you have the Holy Ghost? When you receive the Holy Ghost you spoke with tongues. God got a whole of your mouth. Praise God. And spoke through you in another language as the Spirit give utterance. And if he can speak through your mouth in a language you didn't know he can speak through your mouth in a language you know. And in a language that those that you're speaking to understand. So don't worry about being deep and using some, uh, amen, uh, uh, very deep theological terms and ideas. Amen. Tell everybody you come in contact with what the Lord has done for you. Let the church say Amen hallelujah amen praise god amen this is why we call it a testimony when 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 when, when you are called to court that testify they want you to come and sit down and they make you take an oath that you'll tell the truth amen about what you experienced what you saw or what you heard not what somebody told you come on deep wake up with me here amen hallelujah not what somebody what, what, what somebody What you you think you heard, praise the Lord, they want you to tell it like you saw it, tell it like you heard it, and you don't need to apologize to anybody about what the Lord has done for you, tell it like the Lord did it for you. You don't know who you're talking to, praise God. Amen, praise God. If we go out there and tell it like we ought to tell it, you'll be surprised, amen, who would latch onto that message because it's one human being talking to another human being about things that every human being can't understand. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. How many of you in here that are saved now used to be sinners? Hallelujah. How many of you used to practice sin? How many of you were on the wrong side? hallelujah. Well, amen, you're not unique because we're all born on the wrong side. David said, behold, I was shaping in iniquity in Psalm 51 and 5. And he said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Paul said "Into the church at Rome, amen, in chapter 6 and verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. It is written in the Old and New Testament that there is none righteous know not one none that understandeth none that seek after God amen you were not unique in your sin amen we were all born sinners and we practice sin hallelujah to God amen 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 so everybody that was born on the face of the earth can identify with your sin because even though they might not have done everything you did they've done something that caused them to feel condemned and out of touch with God separated with God. There's been something that they have done or said. Amen. Hallelujah. been involved with uh, that made them feel as though they have let God down and brought a burden upon them uh, and made them feel heavy. uh, Praise the Lord. Amen. Maybe when they were first involved with sin, they thought it was fun. uh, They thought it was something enjoyable. uh, Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. uh, But when the truth of God's word it shined on them they begin to see themselves as not as good as they thought they were not as happy as they pretended hallelujah for all you know amen the person you talked to might have been talking to the Lord just a little while before you came along saying Lord I'm sick and tired of the bondage that I'm in I'm tired of being a hypocrite I'm tired of going to church and make him believe I'm a Christian. Huh? But I know what I was doing before I came. Huh? And I know what I plan to do after I leave. Huh? And neither of those things are proper or right. Huh? Hallelujah to God. And I'm sick and tired of being a hypocrite. Huh? The hope of a hypocrite, the Bible says, perisheth. Huh? And they want to do better, but they don't know how to do better. Huh? They want to break the chains of bondage huh? that bind in the way they think and bind in the way they talk and bind in the way they behave. Huh? But they can't seem to find a way out, but they've been praying about it. Huh? They might not have had fancy words when they prayed. Huh? Maybe all they could do is say, Lord, help me. Huh? Glory to God, oh Lord, have mercy on me. You know what I'm talking about, huh? somebody in here prayed the same prayer when they were on the wrong side saying Lord I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I'm sick of the bondage that I was in because I told myself that I wouldn't do this anymore I wouldn't say this anymore I wouldn't go there anymore I wouldn't behave that way anymore but I find myself like a fly In the spider's web, I'm being wound up and tied up and tangled up. And it seemed like the more I fight, wake up, brother Keith, the more I find myself trying to struggle to get out of this. It seemed like the worse it gets. Oh, Jesus, I heard somebody saying, If there is a God, if you are really there, then I want you to help me. do I have anybody in here that maybe prayed that prayer Uh, oh Lord I want you to help me Uh, hallelujah and God heard your prayer uh, and he had mercy on you uh, and he sent someone your way Uh, maybe they gave you their testimony uh, and told you how the Lord delivered them uh, or maybe they invited you to come to some place a church like this uh, so they could hear the truth uh, that would make them free if they only obeyed. Uh, hallelujah to God. And when they came and heard the truth uh, and decided to switch uh, the chain sides, uh, they've never been the same again. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, hallelujah. Uh, and so it didn't make a difference getting back to Paul uh, who he was talking to. Uh, hallelujah to God. Oh, the Bible said huh, because he was such a religious man huh, amen, he thought that he should do everything possible huh, to destroy everybody that was opposed to the teachings of Moses. Huh. He was very sharp. He was very smart huh, but he was also very spiritually ignorant huh, because he didn't know huh, that Jesus didn't come to destroy the law of the prophets. Huh. He came to fulfill all that was written but all that Paul could muster up in his mind is that Jesus is changing things and getting us away from the teachings of Moses so I'm going to get everybody that believes in Jesus I'm going to go everywhere I can I'm going to start here at Jerusalem and I'm going to put them under rest you got to understand now, contextually speaking, that in that day the law of the religion and the law of the state were the same thing. It's not like this mixed up America that we have that wants the separation of church and state. In those days, religion and the state were the same. Hallelujah to God. And so it was easy for Paul to go to the chief priests and get the papers that he needed the authority had to have so that if he found anyone of this way hallelujah he could have them thrown in jail and he did that in Jerusalem and he did that in the towns round about but he was so jealous he was so driven he was so convicted he was so passionate about what he believed that he just couldn't sit still and stay at Jerusalem he began to go everywhere he could persecuting the saints hauling men and women he didn't even have any mercy on females he had them brought back bound to Jerusalem and thrown in jail. Oh, that we had that kind of passion to stand up for what we believe, to stand up for what is right, to do what is right and not compromise. Hallelujah. And so they tell me that Paul went to the chief priest and he said, I want to go way up beyond Samaria. I want to go way up into Syria to a city called Damascus that is outside of Jewry beyond Israel's borders because I heard there's a synagogue up there and I heard there's some Jesus people up there way up there in Damascus and I want you to give me some letters so I could go up there to Damascus and if I find anybody calling on the name of the Lord Uh, If I find anybody uh, speaking with tongues as the Spirit give utterance, uh, if I find anybody uh, testifying about this Jesus uh, and the experience they've had with him, uh, I want to get them and bind them. Uh, I want to bring them all the way back down here to Jerusalem uh, and throw him in jail. Uh, and so they thought it was a good thing. Uh, and they sent old Paul up to Damascus. Uh, but just before uh, he got into the city, uh, traveling with his entourage, uh, had his guards and everything ready, uh, the Bible said there shone a light from heaven uh, and it was brighter than the noontime sun. Uh, who was that light that Was shining, it was Jesus Christ. Because where we are going after this life is over, the Bible said in the gospel, in the book of the Revelation, that we won't need any sun there because the sun himself, the S O N, will be the light. Because the Bible said that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He created the sun for you and I. and then let us create this uh, artificial light because of our natural eyes Uh, but God don't need no sign Uh, God doesn't need any artificial light Uh, because he's light all by himself Uh, when he turned on his light uh, it shined brighter than the light of the sun Uh, and Paul and his friends fell off their horses Uh, fell to the ground Uh, and then Paul heard some Somebody said, I heard the Lord when he called me. Amen. When the Lord began to deal with you, he don't deal with you in masses. He deals with you as an individual. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? He'll call you by your name. He'll tap you on your shoulder and say, come on and follow me. Hallelujah. I don't care if 50 folk receive the Holy Ghost in one room at the same hour. Each of those people has a personal experience with the Lord. Do you know what I'm talking about? Paul heard a voice saying Saul Saul speaking in the Hebrew language because Greek was the language of the day. But Paul was a Jew. Saul, so, Saul, so, why persecutest thou me? Huh? While you're trying to do this to me, huh? it is hard to kick against a pricks. Huh? Hey, pricks in those days was a little plant like a gourd, huh? like a cactus, we would call it. Huh? And if you bump upside a cactus, it don't feel good. Huh? If you sit on one, you'll get up. Huh? If your leg brush against one, you'll be scratched. Huh? Sometimes those thorns get stuck in your flesh. Huh? He said it hard huh, that kick against the pricks. Huh? Let me tell you something friend. Huh? You can't fight against this and win. Huh? You may not like it because I say it's the only truth. Huh? But I say it because the Bible said it. Huh? Paul said there's one Lord huh? there's one faith huh? and there's one baptism. Huh? God didn't complicate this. Huh? He made one right way huh? for everybody to be saved. Huh? And there's a whole lot of religions and there's a whole lot of churches and there's a whole lot of preachers, but there's one Bible that is the word of God. There's one Lord, there's one faith, one system of belief, and one baptism. That baptism is the Pentecostal baptism of the Holy Ghost with fire. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. I'm Jesus amen Paul said who art thou Lord he said I'm Jesus hallelujah he didn't say I'm the second person of the Trinity hallelujah he didn't say I'm the son of God he said praise God who art thou Lord he said I'm Jesus because according to Acts 2, I, ho, I ho, 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 hallelujah when Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost he said the one that you put to death God has made him both Lord and Christ. He didn't call himself Lord before that. But after God made him both Lord and Christ, after he suffered on Calvary and died on that cross for the sins of the whole world, including yours and mine. After he died and was put in that tomb and was buried. He got up from the dead, raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father. Then he was made all in one. He is God Almighty, all by himself. Hallelujah. He is the one God. Let the church say, Amen. Therefore, praise God, when Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? Jesus didn't correct him because Jesus Christ is the Lord. he's not just a Lord. He is the Lord. Hallelujah to God. In him is life. Hallelujah and that life was the light of man. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah the only way you can be saved is to come to Jesus. Glory to God. So the Bible tells us that Jesus told him you can't kick against the prick. Don't try to fight this my friend just change sides. Hallelujah. Because right now when you're in sin, you're on the losing side. But if you come on over to the Lord's side, you'll be on the winning side. Let the church say amen. Amen. Paul, praise God, heard the Lord speaking to him. Told him to get up and go to Straight Street. And that's what some of you need to do. You need to repent from your sin and Go on and get on straight street. Huh? You've been on crooked boulevard. Huh? You've been on windy road. Huh? You've been up in the valley, praise God, down in the valley and up in the mountain. Huh? You've been on snake's path. Huh? Come on, my friend. Huh? But now you need to go on straight street huh? so you can go straight to Jesus. Huh? Let the church say amen, huh? stop ducking and hiding and getting away from him. Huh? And go straight to the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that are lay labor and are heavy laden. Ah! will give you rest. Nobody can give you rest like Jesus. I know the Seventh day Adventists say that you gotta get rest by keeping the Sabbath on the seventh day. Hallelujah, and the Jews still holding that. But the Bible makes it clear that that rest that was talked about in the Old Testament is the Holy Ghost in the New Testament. Let the church say amen. We don't need to observe a day of rest huh, when you receive the Holy Ghost huh, because you have ceased huh, from your sin. Huh. Let the church say amen. Huh. Sin is a work. Huh. Sin is laborious. Huh. Sin is hard. Huh. But Jesus said take my yoke huh, upon you and learn of me huh, for I am meek and lowly in heart, huh, and you can find rest for your soul huh, for my yoke is easy. Do I have anybody that have found this to be an easy way? He said my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you come over here on the Lord's side a lot of your struggles will be over. Do I have a witness? Hallelujah. Because the Lord will give you power. Do you know what I'm talking about? First thing he give you power to do is to share your testimony. Jesus said, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses of me. Let the church sing, saints, that's why I receive the gift of the Holy Ghost not just to come in here and dance. It's a good thing to praise the Lord. It's a good thing to magnify name we ought to praise him but he saved us and he gave us power to be witnesses For him. Let the church say, man. The whole round world needs to know that Jesus saves, that Jesus keeps, and that he delivers. Everybody needs to know that Jesus satisfies and joy he supplies. Do I have a witness? Life is worthless without Jesus. Everything I need, I find in Jesus. He's my joy in the midst of sorrow. He's my hope for tomorrow. He's my bread when I'm hungry. He's my water when I'm thirsty in a dry and barren land. Yeah, he's my happiness. He's my rock. My sword, my shield, my wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's the days man that brought me back together with God. Somebody said some call him the Rose of Sharon and others the Prince of Peace. But I call Jesus my rock. I can stand on him and I won't fail. I can stand on him and I won't go. Down, let the church say, Man, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. So, oh, Saul, let me get back to him. Praise the Lord our God. He got on Straight Street and he found the house of Judas where one of Jesus' disciples was staying by the name of Ananias. Paul was blind from that light. But praise God when he got to the house and a nice came by uh, and he laid his hands on it. uh, Deacon was talking about this earlier. uh, You need prayer. uh, Hallelujah. uh, You need to pray uh, and you need somebody to pray for you. uh, Hallelujah. uh, Don't turn down an opportunity to pray. uh, Don't turn down an opportunity to have somebody. uh, Pray for you. uh, Hallelujah. uh, Thank you, Jesus. Tell me that Ananias came in and he said, Brother Saul, I've been sent by Jesus. I come to lay my hands on you. and confer his power on you so that you can receive your sight. Hallelujah all had fasted now huh? three days and three nights huh? sometime you gotta do that huh? so the yokes can be broken huh? sometime you gotta do that huh? so you can get control of your flesh huh? that is out of control huh? sometime you gotta do that huh? to bring the old flesh down huh? so that the Holy Ghost huh? that's on the inside huh? can be magnified huh? cause now that you've got it huh? you've got the old nature and the new nature And you want the new nature to win. Because the flesh is fighting against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. These two are warring against one another. But if you fast, put your plate down. Hang your cup up. Don't give it a drop. Don't give it a morsel. After a while, that old flesh begin to humble down. Don't give you so much grief. Don't give you so much trouble. You can say no to it And it just back up and stop Does somebody know what I'm talking about Don't tell me I can't stop If you fast and pray Like you ought to I don't care what it is In the natural realm That is fighting against you Hallelujah You can have victory Through the spirit And the power Of the Holy Ghost if I have a witness, shout, yeah, shout, yeah. Too many people got the Holy Ghost living beneath their privilege. They're of in their mind. They don't fast no more. They don't pray no more. They complain and they can't feel the power. But I dare you I said I dare you that get on a fasting regimen and a prayer regimen and see if you don't change do I have a witness see if God don't break the yoke see if you don't get victory over that flesh that kind of mind that bad attitude prayer 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 can make it when you pray the Lord will hear you and He'll help you. Do I have a witness? Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah hallelujah. That's the reason why some of y'all are still stuck now because you don't fast and pray like you ought to. I ask you to fast on Wednesday. I ask you to fast in a month of consecration, the week of consecration for at least two days, for two days rather and you won't even do that and you will wonder why you're struggling with your flesh and crazy thoughts in your mind because you won't obey but I dare you to obey. I dare dare you to do what I'm saying because it's right. Hallelujah. It'll change you. Yes, it will. You'll walk in victory. You'll walk in deliverance. You'll have a new mind. Let this mind be in you. Paul said, which is also in Christ Jesus, you've got to fast. You've got to pray. You've got to get the word in your heart. hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus when Paul was prayed for by Ananias The Bible said scales fell from his eyes Hallelujah And he got his sight back Thank you Jesus And then, and then somebody told him Listen you need to be baptized now Folks are saying you don't have to be baptized To be a Christian But they're lying I don't care if they got a collar like this on Or a robe like this Anybody tell you that you don't have to be baptized in water to be saved is lying to you because that's what the book says and i'm talking about the bible the bible said in mark 16:16 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized Uh, is baptized uh, is baptized uh, shall be saved Uh, is that in the Bible Uh, if it's in the Bible it's right Uh, if you sit under a preacher that's lying to you uh, you need to open up your Bible uh, and read it for yourself Uh, I'll tell you what the Bible said Uh, not my ideas uh, not my mind Uh, I'll tell you what the Bible said uh, because the Bible uh, is the word of God if you want eternal life come on and hear the word and obey the word let the church say amen and Ananias told him you got to be baptized <laughs> hallelujah and when you get baptized he said call He made it clear in one of his testimonies. He said, I was told to be baptized, calling, calling, calling on the name of the Lord. Paul wrote to the church in Rome and said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is that Bible? Well, if this Bible is right, hallelujah, how many have found it to be true? That's how I received the gift of the Holy Ghost by calling on the name of the Lord. I didn't try to get fancy and go back in the Old Testament and call on Yahweh or Adonai or El Shaddai or Jehovah Nissi or Jehovah Stiskanu or Jehovah Shammah or Jehovah Rapha what Jehovah meant to death. I didn't call anybody like that. I didn't say Elohim, Elohim, Elohim. But the name was given to me. That name that's been revealed. That's above every name. That name is Jesus. Let the church say Amen. Anybody, back, red, white, yellow, green, or purple. Anybody. from wherever you come from nationality it don't make a difference anybody no matter what ethnicity you come from anybody that will call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall can you say shall can you help me say shall be saved I don't know about you but brother that's how I got it back in 1969 you might not even be in a in your papi or mommy's eye In 1969, on August 26, I began to call on the name Jesus. I got on my knees because I really wanted the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let the church say, "Amen." I didn't want just a movement; I wanted the real thing down in the inside. I wanted power to talk right, power to walk right power to live right huh? power to do right huh? Power to stay out of sin, power to mind my business, power, 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 power to live a godly life and so I called Jesus, I told him all about myself, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved, I'm not right and I told him about myself but I want to be saved, sorry I call him, I called him I call him and then I feel like the songwriter when he said something got a hold of me. It was a Tuesday night, 82 Sterling Street, 1969, in the city of Hartford, Connecticut. Hallelujah. I kept saying Jesus, but not just saying it, but calling him. Let the church shout, yeah. Some of y'all. Say Jesus, and some of y'all tell people, say Jesus, but you need to say, call him. Call him up, call him up, call on his name. Call him for the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in, and they are saved. yeah shire, yeah There's power in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name. Of Jesus, do I have a witness? Lift your hand and shout, Yeah, shout, Yeah, shout, Yeah, shout, Yeah. Oh, Lord. When I call him after a while, I lost sight of where I was, who I was. Hallelujah, I got caught up in Jesus. Shout, it! Yeah. you got to call him until that's all that's on your mind. Call him till you lose sight of yourself. Call him till you forget what room you're in. Call him, call him, call him. Call him. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I ought to have a witness. I ought to have a witness. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. <laughs> And then I came to myself. I started out. and I ain't like I was trying to figure it all out. I just knew I wanted the Holy Ghost. That's all I knew. That's all I cared about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I started out kneeling down at a chair, calling Jesus. People on the left side, the right side, they're calling Jesus too. But I wasn't listening to them. Do you not know you can call Jesus and you can block out everything around you? Spiritual compartmentalization. I called Jesus because that's what I wanted. That's who I wanted. I wanted Jesus to fill me with the Holy Ghost. And so I knelt down at the chair calling Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Huh? I wasn't worried about making sure I pronounced every one of the two syllables exactly correct. Sometimes when you get to calling Jesus After a while you're just saying Cheer, cheer, cheer Gee, you begin to loosen up that tongue Get rid of that old mind That's trying to focus on everything around you Stop being cute, stop being handsome Stop being pretty wow glory Yeah, Lord, anoint me, Jesus How i love just being in the calling the 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 cheer, cheer After a while I'm calling And he got a hold of me and he took me away and he flipped me over and praise God laid me on my back like I was on an operating table. Hallelujah. And he opened me up. And he took out that old hard heart. That heart of flesh. And he gave me a new heart. And a new spirit. Isn't that what Ezekiel said? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he gave me some joy. He put it in there while he was at it he gave me some peace while he was at it he gave me hope he gave me love he gave me long suffering yes he did hallelujah put it all in there and then he closed me up and opened up my ears hallelujah hallelujah And when I came to myself, I I heard, uh, I heard uh, myself speaking with tongues. and the Spirit of God give utterance. Hallelujah. I don't know how you got it, but that's my testimony. He filled, he filled me. He filled me. He filled me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, this will be in you like a well of water springing up in the everlasting life if you never had that holy ghost like that come on back here and get it the right way come on back here and get rid of da 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 and be filled be filled be filled be filled be filled filled with the holy ghost Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Jesus. And somebody said I've been running for Jesus a long time. I'm still not tired. Huh? Not spiritually speaking, I'm not tired. I'm glad he gave me this the right way. I'm glad I didn't let anybody give it to me. Nobody was around me saying, yeah, that's right. Say that. Say that. Say that. Huh? Nobody was around me saying, that's it. That's it. That's it if like Deacon Reed was saying earlier if you really repent and you believe nothing can stop this Amen. even now even now hallelujah we've already had one person testify to receiving the Holy Ghost this morning but even now the Holy Ghost can fall on you yeah. hallelujah. hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah Somebody shout hallelujah! Somebody shout hallelujah! Peter said it's like John! Unspeakable! And full of glory. Hallelujah! So I finally got up. And I was still speaking. Some people receive the Holy Ghost today and they speak for, you know, t- two or three seconds. ba da ba ba And that's it. You never hear it again. But I got up from there and I sat in the chair. That same chair I started out in. Now I got back up, I got on it. And I'm still speaking in tongues. I wasn't crazy and loud and just taking over the service now. Because the Holy Ghost is a sweet, orderly spirit, isn't it? Does somebody know what I'm talking about? And they let me alone. They just let me keep getting filled because the more you give in, Sister Vic, the more you stop fighting him, the more he'll come in. The more you stop being pretty, the more, he'll come in. the more he'll come in. The more you stop worrying about who's looking at you, the more he'll come in. The more you lift your hands and praise him the more he'll come in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I'm sitting there, and the rest of the service went on. And it was a prayer service. And they closed the prayer out. And it was time to go home. But on my way to the car, I was still speaking with tongues. I'm glad I got it. The Lord knew I would need it. Uh, to do it, I'm doing it. Uh, he gave me the Holy Ghost. Uh, not a touch, uh, not a little bit. Uh, I need it all I can get. Uh, and I still need it all. Uh, yeah. How many of you uh, want another dose uh, of the Holy Ghost? Uh, ah, ah. Let it fall on me. Lord. Let it fill me. Lord. Hey And I got home and went to bed. The next day I got up to eat breakfast. And we were always taught to bless your food. Don't just jump on it like a heathen. But give God thanks for it. And so I bowed my head to bless my food. And I don't know if I was going to say God is good. And God is great. And I thank him for this food. For by his hand... I must be fed. Give me, Lord, my daily bread. I don't know what I planned to say, but when I opened my mouth, the Holy Ghost kicked in and began to bless the food in another language just to let me know that wasn't just a happenstance last night. I didn't just stop by and touch you, but I'm in here now. I'm living in you. I'm inside you and whatsoever you ask in my name I'll do it for you cause I'm power all by myself I gave you the power of an endless life you got God Almighty, whose name is Jesus, on the inside you got victory, you got healing, you got deliverance, you got joy, you got power, you got peace, you got hope on the inside. If you believe it, lift your hands and say, Lord thank you, I thank you, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Somebody said there's something about the Holy Ghost. I can't explain theologically, but did God know this? I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. I've I'm having a good time but what time is it? Where my glasses? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you one other thing? Listen. When you switch sides that's the message switch sides. When you come on over here and you do like the apostle Paul and that is share your testimony with everyone you come in contact tell them your testimony Every time you share your testimony you're going to get excited all over again You're going to get inspired all over again The reason why some of you all are drying up cuz you stop doing what you used to do You used to share your testimony you used to be a witness indeed. In now it takes a song. It takes a fast beat. But when you were sharing your testimony, you stayed excited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you shared your testimony, you didn't have time for a lot of foolishness. You don't want to be listening to foolishness, looking at foolishness, thinking about foolishness. You shared your testimony and it stirred you up. Hallelujah. Without your testimony, praise God, lust can take over. Lying can get you. Stealing can get you. Huh? But when you share your testimony, those things don't have a hold on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do I have a witness? Friend, you need to change sides. You need to change sides. That's what Paul did. He changed sides. Steeped in Judaism. A Hebrew of the Hebrews. But when he is Jesus illuminated his way, he repented. He was baptized. He called on the name of the Lord. Because Ananias said you got to do this if you want the Holy Ghost. And Paul received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you know how I know he got it? We don't read his specific account about that. But later on to the church of Corinth he said listen. I speak with tongues. He said I speak with tongues more than ye all. So we know he got it. Like the Bible said. Some folks telling you today you don't need tongues. That's cuz they ain't got them. <laughs> they don't have it. And they don't believe you need it. And they don't want you to have it. But I got it. I got it. I got it. I received it. Just like they did in the book of Acts. I'm glad about it. I'm glad I changed sides. Come on over. It's better over here. Did you hear what I said? It's better over here. Do I have a witness? It's better over here. On the Lord's side. Hallelujah. Your life will be changed completely. Share that testimony. Obey the word. Everything will be all right. The Lord will bring you through. Yes, he will. Come on and stand with me. Maybe somebody today wants to change sides. The side they're on, they're not having much success. Oh, you're trying to be a nice person. You even go to church sometime. You're here. But you know, there's really been no real significant, fundamental change on the inside. You're looking good, you're trying to put on a good show some of you might have ever even told somebody you're saved. You might sit here and say, but I told pastor and the whole church I'm saved. I know better. You just need to acknowledge you ain't got nothing. Hallelujah. You're not going to hurt me. I'm not going to think any less of you because you tell the truth. Now I have respect for you because you finally told the truth because when you really receive this Holy Ghost, you're gonna walk in obedience and you're gonna walk in victory. I'm gonna be happy for you, Amen. praise the Lord. Because you're on the wrong side right now. You got a hat on, you got a skirt on, you got a tie, you got a shirt, you got a jacket, but you're still on the wrong side. You need to come on over here and receive the Holy Ghost. Like the Bible said, you can stop putting on You can stop struggling and you can stop pretending and thinking nobody knows. Holy Ghost ain't a dumb spirit. It's not a stupid spirit. Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ who is God Almighty. I know whether you got it and whether you don't. But it's not for me to say I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. How about you? I'm on the Lord's side. Don't you want to come on over and get this right? Maybe there's somebody today who has yet to really receive the Holy Ghost. If you tell God you're sorry for your sins right now and you mean it with all your heart, he'll hear you and he'll accept that. And most importantly, he will forgive you your sins. He's not going to hold it against you. He's not going to bring it up anymore. He's not going to watch your face and your past failures. You say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm a mess. But I want to be saved. I want to come on over on your side. And he'll receive you. And they will say, listen, I know you can't live this life that I want you to live by yourself. So I'm going to come inside you. And they'll say do you believe that and if you say lord i believe and you mean it he'll come inside you that's the holy ghost and he'll liberate you and give you joy and power hallelujah and a good life anybody here today want to come over on the lord's side if you repented and you know you need to be baptized Everything is ready. We got water in the baptistry. We've got clothes for you already. You don't even have to wet up your own clothes. Just come on over here on the Lord's side. Don't be proud and arrogant. Or everybody looking at me. We all had to come down this aisle. How about you? Come on. Come on on the Lord's side. Let's get this settled. Let's fix this. Hallelujah. He's waiting for you. Anybody come on now. Come on, my friend. Come on to Jesus now. You repented, you want to be baptized, now's your time. Come on, let's get you ready. Let's get you ready for baptism. Come on, you don't need anybody's permission but your own. Come on, friend. You don't need anybody's permission but your own. Say, Lord, I'm coming to you. I want to be on your side. Come on, friend. Young, old, male, female, doesn't make any difference.